0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. As promised in our daily financial news this morning, we had an extra special guest. We have somebody that's coming on that's going to actually give us two interviews or two discussion points. Let's welcome Mike Swan or Swanee to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Michael. Hi, Zub. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're going to go by Swanee and Zuber so we don't confuse each other. Is that Zub, cool? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds
0: good to me. There you go. Well, hey, Swanee, what we're going to do in this, we're actually going to give the audience two episodes. This first one is going to be kind of the introduction to Swanee, right? I, I highlighted or touched on this morning uh, that you are a teacher, right? It was your job. It was your passion. And you know I think most people realize teachers don't make a lot of money. I would say they are greatly underpaid. Uh, but you got into real estate. You built up a portfolio that ultimately ends in financial freedom all on a teacher's salary. So I want our first episode to kind of just, you know, get rid of the myth that you won't need a lot of money to do this. It just takes focus, execution, consistency. And then in our second episode, just to tease it here, we're going to talk about what Swanee's doing now because Swanee's doing some big things and uh, we're going to, we're going to highlight those things, but let's go back to the beginning. Okay
1: sounds good sounds good so um uh in 2011 i was uh, again i i I teach at a parochial school at a catholic school where with a master's of education with eight years of education um we don't we did not make that much money the most i ever made one year school year with a master's of education eight years of education including the credential was fifty thousand gross before taxes in California with 13% state income taxes. wow. And then I was also teaching at Miramar college um, uh, community college here in San Diego, teaching reading and study skills to the entry level college students from 42 years old to 52 years old. So I was working about 60 hours a week and I, I had a you know, perceived economic catastrophe. I, I thought I was going to lose $12,000 of that money in a, one year period. And so I I learned at that time that my economic ladder was leaning leaning against the wrong building, the Catholic diocese, the state for my financial freedom. And so I got together with me, my wife, my mom, my dad, a little real estate agent in in, um, Mira Mesa in San Diego, California. And we uh, just started to buy little condos in a little community called Santee and Lakeside, um, in San, in the San Diego area, we were buying little one bedroom, one baths, two bedroom, one baths, for about one twenty five. Uh, sorry, ninety thousand to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, and we were buying the three bedroom, two baths, for in 2011, 2012 for one hundred twenty five thousand to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. In a you know nice. You know, blue-collar, hard-working community in Santee and Lakeside here in the San Diego area, wow. and so we were cash flowing anywhere. And I was managing those myself also while I was working sixty hours a week <laughs> um, grading everything else. I was managing those, doing open houses on the evenings when I wasn't teaching at Miramar College on the wow. weekends. Um, my wife was helping me clean all those out, get started. and You know, um, you know, somebody would call me, uh, go and you know. Fixed our garbage disposal. But then I or, or, then eventually I realized, yeah, I got to hire somebody at 50 bucks an hour to, to yeah. do the little maintenance stuff for the 10 condos. So we had 10 condos um, in a two-year period. And I sold all those IRAs, those stupid IRAs, paid the 10% stupid penalty for investing <laughs> in them. In the first per- point, I refinanced my house in Mira Mesa, went all in on each of these 25% down payments on these condos uh we pulled my money together with my parents and my wife we put all our money together and we started to invest in these condos and it was pretty good we had fifty thousand cash flow coming in after two years um it was going you know really well uh but we've been in san diego since you know 1978 and and we've seen this rodeo before so the the um the uh, you know, my house in Mira Mesa went from like 600,000 down to 270,000 in the last crash. Yep. So we've already seen, we've already seen this, you know, this happen before. And we, and, uh, and I, I started to go to workshops, seminars, um, just started to um, uh, figure out what do people do? What do the Trumps of the world do yeah. with all this equity stuck in the properties, um, not really getting any kind of return. So, you know, we had 1.6 million in equity, on a 250000 dollars investment in a three-year period. So I told wow. my parents and my wife and myself, you no, know, when these things, when these things double, we have to sell. We have to, we have to get out of these things. And then I learned about, you know, what do people do? They either refinance and take money out or they do something called a 1031 exchange, which yeah. I found very intriguing since I already had some connections in Northeast Ohio and we were starting to. Take all the cash flow and buy little single family in a place called Euclid, Ohio. Okay. We bought like eight of those with the cash that we were hoarding from the condos, and we bought eight little single family over there for like thirty thousand a unit, um, with rents about you know seven seven hundred, eight hundred bucks a unit. On little, you know, half duplexes, duplexes, single family in Euclid, sure. Ohio. Yeah. And so we're just hoarding that cash and getting that cash flow. And that was going pretty well too. But then we decided, hey, you know, I'm learning about this 1031 exchange that I could trade in a condo yeah. for an apartment complex that, that, you know, the condo was giving me 5,000 cash per year, giving us 5,000 cash flow per year, split between two families. Sure. But, when we when we ten thirty one exchange that for an apartment complex, right out of the gate you're getting like twenty four thousand dollars a year cash flow, and then and then I found out that you know the, the apartment complexes are not valued on comparative values; it's valued on NOI, mm-hmm. and I can increase the value of this complex without being at the mercy of comps. Yeah. Um, and so that that kind that's kind of where we went with that.
0: Wow, there's so much there I want to impact in this first episode, so. I want to go back to when you started this, that 2011 time frame. I always like to talk about the first deal, if you don't mind. So uh, the other thing I think we should talk about is what sparked this, right? The little bit of research I did, thank you for sending me all of this, is you had, a, I guess, a moment of fear that there might be some job cuts, right? That there might be some- Yes, I,
1: most. what I've found most people, what most people do is they, uh, they, need, they have some kind of economic ca- catastrophe where they think they're going to have an- uh, a loss and i I, re- I was the breadwinner my wife is special education age she makes like twenty thousand a year mm. in the public schools and so you know we re- really never made that much per year with this mortgage and everything in, in Mara Mesa. so it, I had a I had a perceived economic um, catastrophe, and I decided that I was going to not rely on the Catholic diocese anymore and rely on um, yeah. the, the government for from, from my fi- financial freedom, my parents' financial freedom, for my financial freedom, my wife's financial freedom, and and so I, I find that most people do have some kind yeah, of yeah, there's, there's some kind of like spark pushing there. them.
0: That fear, right? That that thing that happens in life at, at different points. I I agree with you entirely.
1: I had I had a ten year period where those IRAs were, uh, you know, you, the, the kids nowadays and everybody are like, "Whoa, this this rodeo is going to go on forever with <laughs> the stock market, everything else." But I had a ten year period, no joke, that ten years where I was putting, I wasn't making that much money. I was putting six thousand a year in those IRAs, and it was the same value. It never moved. Later. Yeah. and ten years later, even though I I, I did the small cap, mid cap um, large cap international, I wasn't making any money. So I was like, you know, uh, you know, th- th- this, you know, we were taught to get a good job, make a lot of money, invest yeah. in your foreign iron, everything's going to be okay. But you know, I have, I had no money after I sold all those, I had no money in the stock market anymore. Yeah. Um, I had control. I had control. Same thing. Uh, I'm, same,
0: I'm, I'm, same deal. Yeah. I got, uh, you know, my, my, uh, economic catastrophe, if you will, is I was this very successful day trader until I wasn't. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took seven and basically made it 200, and then 200 turned to 40. And I'm like, well, that was that hurt. That was stupid, right? That was kind of my yes, story that, yes.
1: that got me to real
0: estate. So let's, yeah, talk l- about luckily
1: the- mine did not happen, but yeah, um, let, you know, the catastrophe didn't happen, but it was perceived, yeah. And I, that's, and that's I, I didn't takes. want that to, to be dependent on them. So, and and um, and so should we go back to the first deal? Yeah, let's go to
0: the first deal. I always like
1: talking about the first
0: one. So, it's a one
1: bedroom, one bath? Yeah, yeah. What, the, what so, it? the first, the, yeah, so the first deal, um, first deal. Um, I, I live in Mason, San Diego, and so I have a residential agent at RC Realty, Scott Chambliss and Brooke Chambliss. I went to high school with Scott, and um, I would just keep going by their office in two thousand, you know, nine, and saying, "Is this a good time to buy?" Um, you know, rental properties. I'd like to, you know, get a rental. Oh, no, no you can't cash flow. Yeah. You'd have to put like 50% down to really cash flow. Not not a good time. 2010, I asked him again. No, not a good time. And then 2011, he said, Oh, this is the best time I've seen yeah. since the 70s that you can actually cash flow on a property. So I said, Okay, what do you got? And and so he had a little, you know, one bedroom, one bath for like $135,000. Um, that, uh, would cash flow about 300 and, you know, 50 bucks a month, uh, it would be split between my parents. And so we, we, you know, bit the bullet and we went in there and we got the first little property They're, These were all like back then foreclosures, oh, sure. REOs, short sales, everything in 2011, 2000 I remember
0: fondly. And people were really, <laughs>
1: yeah, people were really, really scared. F- family, friends are like, this is way too risky. Why would you sell your IRAs? Why would you refinance your house? To do this one one condo at a time, and so so everybody, everybody except for the real estate agent was like, you know, this the real estate's never going to come back. Why are you yeah. doing this? It's, it's it's so low. And I said because it's so low, and yeah. that I can I can cash flow on each of these. And so we we just took that little uh, one bedroom one bath, and we, um, you know, we went in there, cleaned it up. It wasn't too bad. Second floor condo. Um, about um, I think it was about seven hundred square feet, yeah. um, and we it, it did well. We cleaned it up ourselves. It really didn't have much much um, rehab that we had to do to it. And yeah. then I rented out myself. And luckily, I had the residential agent at RC Real sure. Team. They have a management division too. And so uh, I said, you know, uh, you know, you're going to get every one of our deals here on the commission side. So if you could help me with like, um, leasing papers and things like that, and sure. uh, checking out the tenants, you know, credit checks and things like that. So I really didn't use their management for managing the properties. I just used it as a, you know, as to get started and figure yeah, out how, how I'm going to do this yeah. properly. Now, 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 since I had this residential agent, I had, I had access to the lock boxes mm. for all these properties and Santee lakeside everywhere. They give me the code so 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 this this is where it gets a little bit um hairy so what i would do is i would go in there and i would look at the place start negotiating on the place um i would take the key i'd make a copy of the key ah. uh, and i would and, and i would because these these um these lenders they wanted you to have leases on these properties kind of when you were going through buying these properties so i was showing them I was already renting them out even before I bought the property, oh. and uh, and they were all short sales, REOs, and everything else. So I had the things rented out with a lease, and so the lenders like, "Whoa, okay." So they they were lending based on how much money was coming and everything else. And I was very amped because this was life savings, my parents' everything, and so I I was doing at that time. I was doing Craigslist ad, So sure. I would do, that was really big in 2011, 2012. So, so every two hours I would press a button and it would go to the top. So I'd have a different ad. I'd have one ad that'd say, are you a little country? Or I'd have another ad that says, classy, da-da-da. To meet a different demographic, and so every two hours I would press a button, and it would go to the top, and then every, nice. again saying, "You can't do that. That's like spamming. You can't do." Well, I'm doing it. I'm pressing yeah, the button every, every every two hours. It's just a renew button, right? Um, and so so we we had all those things rented out. Um, you know, I, I was working 60 hours a week, so I didn't want to waste my time. So I would have sure. an open house on Craigslist uh, one to three at this time, bam, 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 bam. We, we, we'd fill these things up, yeah. um, in, in, in a, in a heartbeat, even during the, you know, yeah. the, the, where all these properties were government repos, everything else, only one owner caught me. And he's like, how are you running this out before you even signed with me? And I said, oh, I was just, I was just testing the market to see what, the, if I could get the rents that I wanted to be right. able to do so I'll take it down that kind of thing. But yeah. so that's how I did it. Got with um, uh, the uh, the the face the um, Craigslist ads, that makes and sense. I never had like a two week period without without one of my units rented out for three That's years. Amazing.
0: One one thing I know uh, again, I was very active in 2010, 11, 12, Channel knows I was buying everything I could. But one thing mm. I one thing I saw in HOAs, and I'm not sure if you experienced this, is some some HOAs became what was called busted HOAs. Where a lot of yes, that, we're paying.
1: And you- yes, the HOA fees was always problematic. Like, don't buy condos. Why would you buy condos? Well, well, if I if I buy a house in Merrimac or I buy a house in Santier Lakeside, I got to put a lot more down. I'm not. I wasn't really cash flowing that much. I found the condos and the HOA fees. Believe it or not, I had one HOA fee go from four hundred and some dollars down to like two hundred bucks over oh. the course of my ownership. Okay. Um, because again, they were all government repos short sales everything else and so when it started to turn around mm-hmm. then those those hoa fees became funded again exactly and and the, and and i did have some that went down oh so but, but again i was okay. but again i was i was doing it based on it didn't really matter i mean, was based on the hoa fees anyway my my numbers yeah so you, it was, never, I, it was, you never
0: got caught with one you never got caught with a special assessment or any of those things like, Hey, we, own, we need- it was only a three-year
1: period. I own those condos for a three-year period ah, and I, and I 1031 that. exchanged and got out, out. And so, because, <laughs> because yeah, because they doubled in value. They doubled yeah, yeah, yeah. in value in a three-year period. Okay. And so we did the 1031 exchanges. That was another, that's another, that was another thing weighing on the mind is that you don't know yeah. what can happen with HOA fees. Uh, instead of refinancing, yeah. we decided the 1031 exchanges okay. and that was another, that was another uh, reason in the back of my mind that, you know, it's about time we, Okay. We we get out of these in 1031 exchange very, to apartment. Very cool.
0: So you go from, from having zero to having 10 inside a two or three year period. Uh, mm-hmm. Were they just all traditional financing, 20, 25% down?
1: Yeah, 20, 25% down. So okay. I would invest 20,000. My parents would invest 20,000, pull our money. We would fix them up. We would do whatever needed, you know, 5,000. Okay. You know, that's what I'll fix up and everything on these little, you know, ninety thousand or or yeah. to one twenty five or one twenty five to one fifty condos. Um, and so so that was you no know, really wasn't that much money because like I said, if I did the IRA, I would yeah. just take out one like thirty thousand dollars. If I if I had to put twenty thousand, I'd take out thirty thousand to pay the stupid penalty and yeah. everything else taxes. So I'd take out thirty thousand instead. Yeah. And, and really and then people say, oh that's too that's too risky. And I'm like, well are you at? Are yeah. you, t- this is in the stock market. Do you yeah. have any control of the stock market at all? No. And they said, like you said, you were doing day trading. They said, oh, oh they said, no, I don't. I said, can you, if, if Apple decides to change something, are you allowed to call them up and say, I don't like what you're doing? Can you change the way you do it? Yeah. Because because I invest in your stock. Yeah, no. But I can do this. I can yeah. do this for the apartment complexes. I, I have the right to raise the rents. I have the right to uh, do, do what I want to, to be able to increase the, the money coming in.
0: Okay. So let me see if I get the timeline right. So you, you jump in in 2011, between 2011, 2013, 14,
1: you get 10 condos. Over 2011, next- 2012. We okay. had 10 Oh, wow. Damn. 24. In a two year period. And we did those little you know portfolio loans. Sure. Um, you know, remember, it was me, my wife, my mom, and dad. So when you combine finances together, you're a lot stronger to oh, be absolutely. able to qualify for these loans. Yeah.
0: Very cool. And really, the source of your down payment again was your IRA, right? You're taking this out, paying the penalty. And I
1: refinanced. I, uh, I refinanced my house, got like a hundred thousand for down payments for that too, because it was low interest, four um, percent yeah. interest to be able to. Um, yeah. I took money from own. everywhere.
0: I, I everywhere I could. I even got a loan on my paid off car. I mean, one, one, mm-hmm, of, my, mm-hmm. one of my cars, I got a loan and bought a house yeah. in cash. I mean yeah it was, you
1: bootstrapped you bootstrapped I, everything, as, everything most, as much as possible you went all in all in also but i but i was also very frugal i never had you know car payments uh um, yeah. i never had um you know whatever or so, so my, my my son would call it cheap <laughs> but i would call it frugal i <laughs> mean We had like <laughs> old old motorhome we go to go places and yeah. stay at the rv parks and things like that Lit below you would name. call it cheap yeah i would call it and you know, we had a great time and kids yeah you know, camping and everything else they, they love that stuff so it's not um you know you know what i mean though uh, oh yeah i get it you know, we always had the second <laughs> the second playstation not the first playstation yeah whatever i mean we were always behind a playstation uh, but again but come on i mean uh, yeah. if you think about it you know I, I coached all the hockey teams and didn't have to pay for his hockey because i was the head coach of his hockey teams everything and you know That's as awesome. he said cheap I was frugal and, yeah. and um, you know, and, and he still got a, a great life and everything else. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah. So you yeah. get
0: to the end of the period, you're sitting on $1.6 million. It's amazing how fast properties can can double, right? Yes.
1: Right. yes. Especially
0: in Cali, especially in Southern California, right? Yeah. Now. But
1: people said that, you know, you're stupid. Real estate will never come back. And then I when I sold it, when I sold it, the same thing, what? It, it could go up another 25%. Yes, exactly. And why, why would you why would you sell now? I said uh, because it's high, yeah. and because I can trade in a condo yeah. for for five thousand cash flow for an apartment complex. I don't make that much money. I don't want to work three jobs. I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> I've done so, that. <laughs> so yeah, so so I don't want to do that. And so that that afforded me to be able to stop teaching at Miramar College, yeah. reading study skills at fifty two years old. God, you know, and I was fifty two years old when because I, I was ten thirty one exchanging those. Yeah. And getting more cash flow, so I didn't have to do the adjunct professor job anymore at Miramar College, and um, and now, fast forward now, you know, I'm financially free and, and retire.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing. Our story is very similar because I remember, for me, uh, I actually started in o2 right? I started in 2 Actually, spoke at that first Bigger Pockets event in 2007, mm-hmm. I think, in Denver with Josh yeah. Dorkin in the lab. Josh, Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I and I did that while working full time like 68 hours a week. I may, I I yeah. stopped by Denver on the way home. It was it was it was a blast.
1: Yeah.
0: And um yeah, I remember I remember selling or 1031ing my first house, right? I buy I bought it for 100. It rented for 1100, right? The magic 1% rule.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: like 2 years later, right, people I always give the address. You can go to Zillow and look it up, right? It's yeah. 18 North Drive East. So go look it up. Mm-hmm.
1: You still
0: remember, yeah. I, of course. You always remember the first one. Uh, <laughs> I'd have no idea after that, but I got the first one. But we sell it at 264, right? Yeah. Like in a two-year period. And then dude, yes. the market crashes, it goes all the way to 75. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what did I do at the peak? We got out. We moved We moved into apartment buildings. That first house, it was cash flowing at the... Actually, it was negative cash flow because what I did, buy it for 100, sell for two... Or yeah. no, buy it for 100, it makes about 200 bucks a month two yeah. years later, or maybe a year and a half, I do a cash out refi. I'm a complete Ooh. moron. I'm a complete yeah. idiot. The bank <laughs> says, how much do you want? I'm like, how much can I get? Yeah. What's the max I can get? Yeah. what? Well, I didn't know it. I, I didn't know anything about math. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they cut me a big check and then I get my mortgage payment and I'm like, shit, this is bigger than my rent. I'm now negative. Bad idea. do yeah. no, bad people. That's very, very yes. bad.
1: Yeah, that that's that's a, that was one of my early rules was it must cash flow. Yeah, it can't lose money. Yeah, absolutely. And and we don't have to get uh, financially free slowly like the IRAs and 401ks. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a slow game to be able to do so. Um, and so those were kind of my three rules, which is yeah. it, it can't. Can't, can't lose money, it must cash flow. And, um, and, and I think we can do this quicker than yeah. what most people do with these traditional IRAs, flow case now.
0: Yeah, so the big jump, right? So now three years after we buy that first one, I sell it, it was negative, let's call it negative 200 bucks cash flow. So it means I had to go work eight hours, 10 hours, 20 yeah. hours to pay for this flipping thing, which just annoyed yeah. me every month. Yes. And then I flip it into, it's a, a real small. It was just a five unit was our first one. And Mm -hmm. suddenly, my cash flow goes up to fifteen hundred bucks. I'm like, "Yes, whoa, whoa! Some is good, more is better, right?" So we went from eight to Mm eighty in about a year and a half. No new money, and cash flow just explodes. Yes. Do you remember your first ten thirty one? What was that like? Yeah, the
1: first the first ten thirty one exchange that we did. uh, You know, we 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 were taking, um, like I said, those condos that were making. You know, 50,000 cash flow, 25,000, 25,000 for insurance. We were hoarding that money. So we started. I had a colleague that was from Euclid, Ohio. So we started to buy little single family with that cash. Yeah. And then we said, well, maybe, maybe that, maybe they, that little property manager can handle. Um, eight unit or a 10 unit apartment complex. And that was, that right. was problematic. That was problematic. You need, you really do need an apartment complex, a no, uh, property manager, because it's a whole different ball game from everything from water savings to yeah. everything you can think of. They, they just, they don't make that transition very well. Yeah. And so, so, so my first, um, my first was, I remember was a hundred thousand dollars. We cleared from the condo, Put that into a 420,000, 10-unit apartment complex in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Nice. Um, you know, the, the brokers and everything lie. The owners lie. <laughs> so we got, the first two were not very good. Luckily, we had 10 of them that doubled in value. So uh, we started to f- follow uh, David Lindahl's Multifamily Millions. Oh, yeah, I've read that. I read the book. And we it's like a high-level book. and really... Um, uh, the first two I did not follow that. I wanted to do a yield play, like we were talking about trading in, yeah. trading in, a, you know, five thousand cash flow for this much cash flow as a yield play. But, but that's kind of a loser if you just keep going after yield on apartment complexes. Okay, y- you need to you need to find some value add because these things, as you as you've spoken with other guests, these things are on short term debt, anywhere from five plus five loans, little yeah. local uh local uh, banks or when you get bigger it's non recourse you can get up to 10 years
0: absolutely
1: uh fixed fixed but you have to have some upside you can't just buy something because you think it's going to go from that 5000 cash flow to this cash flow you need to have upside and so i learned this and went through workshops and everything else and so those were the first two um uh you know we did two, two 1031 exchanges and like two and a half years later we decided to sell those two uh-huh. because the other ones were doing so well following David Lindall's multifamily millions repositioning value strategy. Nice. Just by the book and and um, it's all, uh, yeah. and finding the right finding the right brokers and uh, and the people that um, really um, you know can see past their face to do more deals with you and more deals instead of just a yeah. sucker from California, yes. a sucker from sucker Washington, from or Cali, or sucker yeah. from New York. Or New Jersey or Hawaii because yeah. they're targeting. They're even on bigger pockets. They are targeting Cali's, people from those yeah. areas that have lower cap rates, and they're targeting them. And if it was a good deal, if it was a good deal, um, aren't there people there in your state? That exactly. Would the lo- there's they, a lot of yeah. local
0: investors that will scoop up the diamonds, folks. I, good, the good, I, the, yeah, good I hate with it when a Cali investor gets all almost ego like, like there's something special, <laughs> and they've never been there right? If you're going to Correct. be investing in a market that you've never been to, you're, you're going gonna to find gold. You're, not great. You're going to make
1: some, you're going to make some mistakes along the way. Um, and you got to know, you got to know when that song, you got to know when to hold them, no when yeah. to hold them, no when to walk away, no when to run. And so yeah. I, on those two properties that, you know, I, I was doing basically a charity case for my, my property manager for two and a half years. Yeah. So I said, you know, forget this. I am not, I'm just gonna sell these things, get rid of them. So, you know, we took a bath $400,000 400, on the first one, and we sold it for three twenty, and we put like seventy five thousand the dog over the course of the two and a half year period. And um, we had the $100,000 1031 exchange, and uh, we still had to put, come up with like maybe twenty thirty thousand out of pocket just to get rid of it wow. because it was just wasting was wasting yeah. our time.
0: It was it burning was cash. We could, yeah, you know,
1: we could not increase the rents to increase the NOI. We were sold a bill of goods and we learned our lesson that we don't do that anymore. We only buy things that we know we can increase, increase the rents 200 to 300 bucks a month
0: yeah. on
1: each unit and reduce expenses yep. because that's how it's valued. That's how we're refinancing these things four years now. Yeah. so we're, we're definitely, gonna
0: make, we're gonna make that a huge topic of video number two, the value yeah. add play and all of that. Yes, so to round out video number one, uh, I'm curious, do you still have a couple of those singles in Ohio? You talked about buying a few singles. Or did you- no, no,
1: no, no that, that was, that was all um, what happened was again, you know, people say, Oh, don't buy there because you're not going to have appreciation uh-huh. on single family. But we went up fifty percent no, in a no. three-year period. They, you know, we bought them at like thirty thousand, all fixed up, and we sold them for about forty-five to fifty thousand each, okay. all fixed up, and and didn't have to pay much taxes because we didn't own it very long. Sure. You don't have to worry about your, um, you know, it wasn't ten thirty-one exchange money; it was just yeah. cash. And so we we got out of those, okay. to be able to because because it takes money to do what we're doing with these apartment complexes Absolutely. to be able to reposition them. Yeah, we have, in, in, so uh, as we.
0: If we wrap out uh, episode one, w- what year or month do you remember when you finally achieved or recognized financial independence?
1: Do you remember? Financial independence. Um, this is funny. In April, in April, uh, like around Easter this year, this past year or this year, um, I went into the bank and I said, um, am I am I still taking 3,500 from the checking and putting that, are we still putting that into savings? Because I only make, 3,200 take home at my day job. Um, so am I still doing that? And they said, yeah, I said, I said, could you stop that? So yeah. I was financial free. I was financial free a year or two ago. Nice. Um, and so I, you know, I, I retired this year teaching. I already knew that I, kn- I already knew I was going to retire with this COVID stuff and wearing masks teaching PE. And ah. it was just ridiculous. It was, I mean, just I'm here rid- ridiculous. Yeah. So I did it for the principal I was there with for 20 years. Um, um, the same principal, advice principal. and vice principal. And so I, um, I just did that one more year for them okay. anyway. And so I, I kind of, that was just like another hit on the head when I went to the bank and they said, um, yeah, we can, we know we can stop. Transferring <laughs> from your checking." I said, okay. So yep. I was financial free way before that. that is, I, I yeah. Think.
0: yeah. yeah you, you bring in 32 and you take out 3,500. Yeah. You're, you're clearly financially free. That's
1: awesome. yeah. And, and we, we know we're, we're up to like, I don't know, Twenty thousand cash flow now at this point, and that's awesome. Um, you know, it, it's still it still is like ten thousand for my parents and ten thousand yeah. for me. But but that's not where the real money is. And the next segment, yeah, we'll talk right. about where the real money is, where you can yeah. really um, cash flow is great. But when you can have both and these things, um, you know, seventy percent is your is your refinance or your sell is where you make the real money on these apartment complexes compared yeah. to single family.
0: Exactly. As we wrap up this first episode, what kind of message do you want to tell somebody who's employed? Maybe they have a job for you. Maybe they're a teacher and they never make, or maybe they have a job where they never make more than 50 K. Uh, well, the, the first
1: thing that I tell people, you know, cause I was on you know, bigger pockets podcast to 38, 2017. And I left. I always leave my phone number, my cell number. Um, so people call me, text me all the time. I'll still do the same thing for you. Cool. Um, and I would, I would tell them, Well, you, you, right now you have an, you have an income problem. You have an income problem. So, and most of them are in their twenties and thirties that are calling me and talking to me and I'll say, okay, what's, what's your, what's your sec, what's your second job? Yeah. And they'll say, no, no, I don't have a second job. I said, well, you, you make 30,000 and you want to invest in real estate. What's your second job? How old are you? you? 20, 30. What's your, what's your side hustle? What do you do to, to be able to get a financial freedom account for you to invest in real estate? Yeah. And, they, and sometimes people want something for nothing, instantaneous gratification, disease, yeah. where I don't really have to, I don't want to work. I don't want another job. I don't want to work, but I want, Swanee, why don't you invest in my deals? And I'll say, well, what have you, well, what have you done before? Uh, nothing. I'll say, well, you should probably ask your parents yeah. or somebody else because, you know, uh, you need to have some success before people are going to want to invest in your deals and you, you're going to have to make mistakes and learn. And so you don't step on those landmines like I have done oh, and yeah. learned my lessons to become financially free. Okay. And so, so that, that's the first thing is they, they may have an income problem. So they need to find a side hustle. They need to ha- make enough money to get a, I call it a financial freedom account for real estate on top of their reserves for themselves if they lose their job do they have three to six months reserves for themselves and then you know have have your financial freedom account and if you want to get one little property at a time um you know you need to you need to have a lot of money you need to have reserves because because i have had i have had uh in the last two two and a half years three years probably had about 20 to 25 people die Oh my goodness. So we're in, in in my unit's not in the units but maybe the hospital or whatever. Yeah. Um you know when you get to 200 units yeah. you're going to have you know and what Life do you do happens. when somebody when somebody, yeah. when somebody when somebody dies what do you do? Well, it's you, hard you to gotta collect find rent. <laughs> you got to find the next a kin. Yeah. You got to evict a dead guy sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's and depending on your state, so very liberal whatever state you're in, you're you're going to have a lot of things. I've had roofs blow off. I've had uh, Wow. I uh, just, just all kinds of things happen. You can never have enough reserves. Yeah. So if you want to get a one little single family, that's kind of risky. That's kind of risky. So you better have 15,000 sitting in the bank in reserves for when Murphy's law rears its ugly head. <laughs> it's not if it's when. It's yeah. going to happen. And so that's advice I, I give them is you need not just the, the down payments. You also need yeah. reserves Absolutely. for when Murphy's law rears its ugly head. Cause it will, it's not if it's when.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's the, of- that's the advice. Yeah. Lots of education. Only talk, only talk to economically to people uh, about economic information from people that have gone down your road before. Exactly. I mean, the, road, the road you want to travel. Don't talk to people that say, uh I had a friend or a family member and they 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 they, they own this house and then they then they uh moved to another area so they rented it out themselves yeah. and uh they yeah. try to do it themselves and da da, da It didn't work out yeah. that, it, it was a, <laughs> it was bad and that and that, that's really you only want to follow people that have been successful economically in the area you want to go. You know, I I hate to be mean, I hate to be mean, but I would not follow economic advice from someone that has less than me. Yeah. Uh, And some of these financial planners, I don't mean to disparage them. Some of these financial players make 60 to 80,000 a year and they're telling you how to manage your (laughs) money. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so so I'm sorry. I'm not no, trying to be no, bad about great. it, but but no, you got to follow. I, I, I totally follow agree. People have been they've gone down the same road.
0: I totally agree. I mean, the the path to financial freedom is pretty well worn. There are lots of paths. If once you pick yours, find somebody who's gone gone farther than you, right? Don't don't find your path and then pick somebody over here or over here. That's that's just wasteful. So Swanee, yeah, you want to yes. tell, tell you it won't
1: work. They tell you it won't work. They're going to tell you it won't work, but they haven't done it before.
0: Exactly. So you yeah. wanted to leave your phone number just in case one of the one rental oh, yeah, time yeah. family um, wanted to call you.
1: You can text. Uh, we're Pacific Standard Time here, so please don't call after ten o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah, be nice. Um, be kind. Um, ten o'clock at night, my, my wife probably won't like that. I probably <laughs> won't answer at that time. But um, my my, you can text me and you can uh, call me. This is my personal cell number: eight five eight seven two two seven, three, seven, seven. That's eight, five, eight, seven, two, two, seven, three, seven, seven. And our website is S as in Swanee P as in Pike, my business partner, multifamily.com S P multifamily.com. And you can see what we're doing.
0: That is awesome folks. So pay attention for episode number two. Uh, it's going to be where the real money is made. Thanks, Swanee. Thank you.